Welcome to Calvary International Christian Center. This is a word to inspire, encourage, and motivate you to live a life to the fullest. God bless you as you listen. Amen. How many of us can tell you that the word has been changing? It's still changing. Amen. Will continue to change. Amen. You know, some people that, you know, on your life, you must have a signboard, work in progress. You know, when you're on the roadside or you go somewhere, sometimes you see they put the yellow thing saying that work in progress. So tell your neighbor, I'm work in progress. Tell your neighbor, the word is still. Oh, let's clap for our young ones as they go for. We are looking forward to their play next Sunday. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, Denzel is. Denzel noticed that. Yeah. Don't roll, don't roll, just walk straight. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us? How many of us are looking forward to the Christmas season? I believe that if you are a child of God, you to it for very different reasons from what the world is looking forward to. Amen. We are looking forward to it because it's a season that we remember how our salvation began. Amen. Amen. And when he came, then he died. And it brought about a great phenomenal incident. Amen. That even 2,000 years later, lives are still being saved. And if you are somebody who has all kinds of theologies and ideologies and life concepts about Christmas, I pray that it is broken in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, sometimes in trying to be, um, can say things like, as for me, you know, I don't celebrate Christmas. You know, when I mean, God never instructed us to celebrate Christmas and all kinds of strange things. I think that the fact that we go through 365 days of various things, somebody say various things, it is, in, it is, it is a wise thing that a particular season comes where everything comes to a standstill. Amen. And even the world and the unsaved celebrate Jesus. Amen. So if you're a Christian, you must celebrate Jesus. Amen. You have to. You have to. No matter whether you are celebrating it with a glass of orange juice or whatever, celebrate Jesus. Amen. Yeah, relax. I don't know how many of you watch Christmas movies. You know, you realize that they are the most stupid of movies. Absolutely of no value. And that makes it so enjoyable. Because the brain is not needed. Nothing is needed but your eyes and a couch. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I actually enjoy it. You know, I can watch back to back from Santa Claus to um, what is the Christmas uh, cookie. To, I know if you want a edition of Christmas movies, see me after church. Okay, yeah, you too. You have a few in your hand. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one channel on TV. They do it back to back. Is what? Hey, I didn't know that one. What channel? Okay, I've just been informed that there's actually a channel called Christmas 24. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Prince, 
The back door might be closed, so you should have passed the front. Yeah. One. We are going to try and do a bit of John chapter one. The word is next Sunday is Christmas Sunday. I mean, we know that next Friday we have a Christmas carol, an open mic, a, a, a carol, you know, service, a, a karaoke time. If you've never sung before, it will be a good opportunity. You get a mic, you can just take the mic and sing. Yeah, Uncle Fred. Yes, amen, amen, amen. You know. So make sure you are part of it. And Christmas Day, we it's it's one of the best days of the year. I tell you, in this house we have a number of amazing cooks. They cook all kinds of dishes. Amen. Even I've just been told that some people have some surprise dishes that they are just going to surface with it. You know, it's going to be an exception. You know, if you didn't fast during the fasting and prayer time, try and do it now. You know, so that you can empty your whole system for what lies ahead. Make room for Christmas Day. And then after Christmas Day, we'll rep- we shall repent after Christmas Day. So everybody is invited to it. Amen. I think if there's a seat in front of you, try and move onto the front seat. Let's have a nice family service right about now. John chapter 1. Bible in John chapter 1 helps us to know that when we cry out Jesus, when we say in the name of Jesus, it is the word. Amen. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. You know, even when you think about it and somebody says, I want Jesus to appear with me, uh, to me in my, you go around with Jesus on your phone, in your pocket, under your pillow. Some have big Bibles. Do you understand? If you would open it, you will see Jesus. You want to see Jesus, you take the word, you will see Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the word. And then we started looking at the word is. Amen. Hopefully next year we'll be able to look at the word is like. But the minute we're looking at the word and we have said that the word is what? Wisdom. Oh, we went here. The word is wisdom. First Corinthians, the Bible tells us that Christ the Lord and the wisdom of God. Amen. The word is wisdom. Then we looked at the fact that the word is influence. If you allow the word, it will spread. It will get into business. It will cause you to increase, to multiply. Didn't we say that? You know, the the Lord, uh, the word will cause you to grow. It will cause you to expand. It will cause you to enlarge the word. We 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 trivialize the one that you know we we would rather chase spectacular things than chase the word. Now, people don't chase the word. How do I know? Even our attitude to God, our attitude to... Some people come to church and they will sing, they will dance, they will jump. But as soon as they, they hear, let's turn our Bibles too. It's almost like a cue. It's like you can sleep now. <laughs> when, so the final, then they open their eyes again. But we don't realize that the word has influence. The word is influence. The word, when allowed, will influence anywhere 
it is allowed to go. Allow the word in your marriage, it will come and influence your marriage. If you allow the word to go into your children, it will influence your children. If you allow the word to go into your finances, it will affect your finances. If you allow the word to go into your head, it will affect your head. Haven't we realized that anything we allow into our head affects our head? Haven't we realized that people mess up with our heads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we allow, allow people into our heads and they come and play in the head. I'm preaching good. Yeah. So, 2017, what should influence us the most should be the word. Should be the word. Some people are influenced by food. Some people are influenced by drink. You know, we had our office Christmas lunch at 80 in the afternoon. They served lunch at 1 o'clock. I left the premises maybe about three. The next day I got to the office, and as I got in, I saw people coming. I said, why, what time did you leave? Then they said 11, I thought. Then somebody said 1 a.m., not too bad. Then somebody walked into work around 10. I said, what time did you leave? So just around about 4.30. So you can see that alcohol is a great influence in their life. They receive it. They receive a lot of it, running over. Shaking together. <laughs> Press down. <laughs> do, do, do you understand? If you allow more of it, it will influence you further. And the place we had lunch is at 10 o'clock. So I asked, so from 10, where were you? Then they mentioned another location, which closes at 1. Then those who went beyond 1, they also know another place, which closes at... You see, if the word is the thing that influences where the word is, you know where to find the word. You know where, where a certain kind of word is and where a certain kind of word is. Are you looking for a word to encourage? Go into Psalms. Are you looking for a word of wisdom? Go to Ecclesiastes or Proverbs. Are you looking for a word of righteousness? Are you, you will know if that is what influences you. Some of us is just friends. We have individuals who influence us. If we want to take any decision, big or small, we have to text them, call them, response from them. May that demon be broken. Sometimes if somebody tells you, you know, when we have our influences, some of them are way above the word of God, as far as we are concerned. Yeah, so if you come for a counseling and your pastor, even you yourself, you read the Bible, and the Bible tells you that forgive, you know, and then you go to your chief counselor that you have elected, and they tell you that, listen, some, some things you don't forgive. You know, it's not every time that you forgive. Sometimes you have to show who you are. Yeah. Then you will be so happy. You said, I'm, I'm so grateful I have a friend like you. Who always stands by me and with me? Yeah. Today I'm telling you that that person is your influencer. Yeah, that's the person who determines, you know, and they'll give you advice on every area. You know, maybe you're trying to discipline your children or you're trying to protect your children. You see, and sometimes that kind of counsel sounds good. Yeah, because they'll tell you that, listen, they think the children, whether you like or not, they'll do it. So it's better for you to see them do it. So if you can buy a couple of condoms for them and give it to explain to them, it will be good. Then somebody else will give it to them and use it on them. You know, and, and, and when we don't put the word of God over everything else, you will see that gone over will still determine what we do. So we are all controlled by somebody or something. All of us. You know, when someone says, ask for me, I don't go to church. You know, I don't this, I don't this. But something still controls them. Look at all these grown-ups, totally grown-ups. 
extremely well-educated, highly paid, look very sensible, very well-dressed, but they are controlled by a liquid, smelly thing that pours. You know what? The place we went had already been booked for the office, and for the first time, I realized that you can actually get, I thought you only got beer from a tap. They have poured all the wine into a barrel, and there was a tap. And there was one lady, she couldn't breathe, and not finish. As you can see, it's a barrel. She was like, she was like, can she control the, this thing? I was like, wow. You know? But that is also what, as Christians, the word must be the one that makes you overly excited. You should be able to say, can I keep the word? Be in charge of the tap to release the word. So that when they squeeze you, the word will come. Some of us, when they squeeze us, Another thing that the word is, is that the word is long-lasting. The word is long-lasting. Matthew 24, verse 35, the Bible says that heaven and earth is away, but my word will never pass away. Heaven and earth will pass, but the word will not pass away. The word of God is long-lasting. Longevity. You know, it took me almost five years to get this word right. I finally got it right. I used to say all kinds of things. <laughs> Do you know that the word of God has more abuse from both the friends of the words and the enemies of the words? Do you know that the Bible has been used by those who love it in an abusive way? And those who despise it have also abused it. And it has still survived. Yeah, you know, in parts of Asia, people were threatened not to read the Bible, not to even look at it. The top Bible, people had half a page. Some people had a line, sorry? Yeah, some people have had a line, you know, and then they will meet underground. Everybody will bring the bits they know. In fact, it is said that even now, if all the Bibles in the world are destroyed, people can still be put together by books that have been written. Do you understand? Some of us, we even have stickers, posters, isn't it? Yeah, forever, oh Lord. Different things. If we take every, we'll put the Bible together. There was a French scholar called Voltaire. He, used, he had a printing press, and he declared that the next century, the word will not exist again. And then his printing press, when he died, was used to print Bibles. Not... You know, you cannot, you can never, the word will outlive every pain, every attitude, every, it doesn't matter what you say about the word of God, it will outlive. It is not something that can be destroyed. In fact, its preservation is astonishing because you will look at the fact that some of it was written on scrolls, on whatever, on whatever, you know, and still. And even now, it's getting worse because in 2016, the word is in the cloud. <laughs> the word is in the cloud. Some of us, we have saved our word in the cloud. Amen. You go into iCloud, you use NIV, King James, Amplified, whatever. It's sitting there, both in speech form, in written form, we have kept it there. The word is durable. When we say something is long-lasting, what are we saying? We are saying that the word is durable. Amen. It is durable. Isaiah 40 verse 8, the Bible explains to us that, you know, 
the grass what withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will forever. Amen. Will stand forever. The flower fades, the grass withers, but the word of our God stands. And that is why is that even as Christians, you know, I always say this thing that when you see somebody who's been a Christian for a very long time and has survived their faith, it is not because they have prayed for a long time, but it is because of the word that is in them that has it is the word. So you see that, you know, sometimes people are like Baptists are not so spiritual, but they are stronger Christians. You, you may go for a Baptist service and don't be casting out any demon. Baptist church, it is compulsory to memorize the word of God. In the Baptist church, you have to read the word of God daily. Compulsory. And so they, you don't see, a, you hardly find a backslidden Baptist. But you will find many backslidden Pentecostals. Backslidden, still charismatic. Pentecostal, evangelical. Backsliding. Yeah. Yeah. But you look at the real Methodist or Baptist. All they know is the word. <laughs> it is the word. It is the word that will keep even our eyes continuous. The reason why you, you shout on a day and you don't shout on another day is because you are not controlled by the word. Because if you are controlled by the word, it doesn't matter whether you are up or you are down. When you hear the word of God, you get Whether you have money or you don't have money, you'll be excited. Whether you found a husband or you are still single, you'll be excited. Whether you have children or you don't have children, you'll be excited. But when you don't have the word, then now something else has to... Yeah. See, when somebody can worship God, it is not because of the music per se. It's because of the link, the word that is being said has found in them. So when we say most high God, you understand? You have read most high God. You have chewed most high God. You have swallowed most high God. So when you hear most high God, something inside of you also says most high God. If you want to last as a Christian, you want longevity in your Christianity, it is the word. Everything else will fade. Everything else will fade. Yes, our ability even to jump in church will grow old. Our ability to eat will fade. Yeah. Now, I've been increasing the font on all my screens, even my phone. When I get the text message, I didn't even know that I'd increased it to the highest font on the phone. Somebody saw it in my office said no. I said, yeah. So it means that even the eye, at a point, you won't be able to read. But what is inside of you? The word is forever relevant. The word is relevant. Finish this thing now. The word is relevant. The word is relevant. Psalm 119 verse 89. The Bible says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. Yeah. That is why the Bible says that you should never go, especially when it's over the word of God. And they're like, you know, that is an old story. It's just a history of a particular group. Don't make, don't argue. Because one of the things we have come to realize in 26, the word is still relevant. The thing about the word is that it's ageless. It's timeless. 
Do you understand? It is relevant for every season, every generation, every age group, every situation. The word is relevant. It doesn't matter we like it or not. You know, the truth will not be told. But if the truth will be told, we won't have ISIS in all the nations of Europe if they hadn't tried to make the word irrelevant. You know, when you go to France, especially pride themselves in the fact that they're a secular nation. That is the most important thing to them, is that here we are a secular nation. So no G-O-D in any environment. Do you understand? Yeah. And if you say no G-O-D, you will see that what the word talks about, that if you take God out, all kinds of things will replace it. So they are living with all kinds of things. And somehow they gradually, even in our nation, England, now you have a prime minister who say, oh, listen, don't be ashamed to share your faith at your workplace. Don't be. Because we will all come and realize, whether in our lifetime, in the next lifetime, that ultimately the word of God is true. And ultimately, you see, when you are fighting, me, I've had people come for counseling in front of me, husband and wife, and then the wife will say, Pastor, let's put the Bible aside. And use what? So when you see yourself saying that this one is not Bible matter, it's what matter? You see, sometimes we don't have to even say, oh, the Bible says whatever. But you know that you are taking a decision because of the word. You know that you are saying sorry because of the word. You know that you are letting go because of You don't necessarily have to. But you can never say that this one, let's put the Bible aside. Let me deal with you. I'll pick my Bible up again. Everything the Bible, you will see that any area of our life, think the word of God is not relevant. Time will show us that it was relevant. Time will show us. You know, sometimes even they'll, they'll give advice to teenagers like Ian. Listen, you have to, or, or, or in fact, not uh, uh, like uh, Sarah. Sarah is now um, uh, uh, betrothed. Um, um, I want, like, like uh, Phoebe or Shadow said that uh, you will kiss many frogs before, before you find your prey. You kiss many frogs. Which scripture is that? Before you find your prince. So it's like you have to test the waters. <laughs> what you don't realize is that in the end you still marry a frog. <laughs> the word is that for living. The word is wisdom. The word is influence. The word is long-lasting. The word is relevant. The word is the standard for living. The word is the standard for living. I want to look at this scripture. Let's turn our Bibles to Psalm 119, verse number 5. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. I read verse 5 and 6. The word is standard for living. Amen. It should be your personal standard for living. When you go, you're a student, you know the standard for the exam. It's 100 over 100. Or they will never say, okay, as for you, your exam will be over 30 over 100. So if you get 20, you're okay. The exam, we all know, the whole world, questions are only 40, though extrapolate it, 200. Ultimately, 100% is the standard. The Bible says in 
Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Somebody asked me once, Pastor, in my lifetime, how many times should I read the book of Psalms? Said, what about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Oh, that my ways were directed and established to observe your statutes. Hearing. Somebody say hearing. Receiving. Loving. And obeying them. You see, sometimes we come to church, we hear the word, but we don't receive it. Sometimes we receive it, but we don't love it. Because what it's saying goes are currently doing. Or what it's saying goes against what we normally like. So we, we hear it, we take it, but we don't love it. And then it says, and obeying them. Then verse 6 says, then shall I be shame by failing to inherit your promises when I have respect to all your commandments, to all your word. Um, Message Bible puts it that, then shall I not regret when I have respect for your word. I will not be put to shame. How many of us regret certain things in our life? We regret something we've said, some place we've gone. The word of God, when we don't hear it, we don't receive it. You know, we don't love it. We don't obey it. We'll find ourselves in a place of regret, of shame. A lot of the time, when we look at back at the times we stumbled, at the times we fell, at the times we took wrong decisions, you realize that almost all the time, we left the word out. Yeah. Into a marriage that is so turbulent, is so, you see that as they were going to the marriage, God was not there. God was not there. God was not there. You, you go into the marriage, they are in there, you see how they are, you know that God is not there. God is not there. Because you see, one of the things that the Bible will teach you is that in marriage, somebody has to be the fool at some time, at some point. Today you are fool tomorrow. If I'm, but as soon as you are in a marriage and you say, as for me, nobody can fool me. Nobody will ever take a, nobody that marriage will not end in a good place because some has to be a fool. Somebody, me, I don't allow anybody to cheat me. Nobody will ever take, I mean, I'm watching my eyes are open inside this house. Then you will get a great grand aunt who looks wise. The fact that they look wise doesn't even extreme me. Giving you ideas, I think when we're in South Africa, somebody's grandmother or mother had given her advice, listen, this marriage that you're in, that there's some money floating around, bring the money to me and let me keep it for you. And let me build for you and let me do things so that when you will have a backup. I told the girl, I will tell your husband. <laughs> so I'm telling you now, when you come and give me such um, uh, information, I will pass it on to don't you think that that eventually be spoiled? Because there's no reason when the marriage is going through a challenge, you should hold on to it. Because you have backup. Say, so if you want to go, 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 go. My mother spoke about you. Go, go, go. Then you live to regret it. Because you will see that another man will come. And then you realize that, hey, his foolishness has no measure. When the word is in charge, 
You will know when you have to let go. You will know when you still have to hold on. And if it is one that the word says let go, the word will protect you. The word will never put you to shame. But when it only says let go, or your senior advisor says let go, it's only a matter of time. You will come to a place. Yeah. Those two little girls who were, went for holiday in Spain, some people got hold of them and said, listen, just make to South America and back. You know, we'll give you 50000 or 100000 or whatever. You know, and then their foolish boyfriends they had gone to Spain with also said, just go and come. We are waiting. You see, next time when somebody is giving such a advice, say, you to <laughs> me to wait here. <laughs> you to go and go and come. Then they convince them that as for nice young girls, like you, nobody will stop you at the airport. Yeah. The next thing when they opened their eyes, they were in prison. You see that when advice from the word is being given, Normally, it may not taste as nice as you want it to taste. But it's because it is that. You see, anywhere the standard of education is brought down, children don't do well. In as much as you say, you want more people to get 70. You want more people to get 90. In the end, you get people who have gotten 95, anything. But they they have excelled. So the standard must be kept and the children must be brought to the standard. And then they must all, everybody must aim high. And I believe that the word of God is the standard and aim high. Sometimes we catch it, sometimes we don't. Sometimes you do an exam, you get 90. Sometimes you do, you get 45. Sometimes you do, you just pass. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, there are some people whose marks are generally 50, 50, 51, 52. Check the average is 50.5, still there. Because they'll get 149. Then when they put it all together, it's still 50.5. Yeah. After all, to, to rule the country, you just need 50 plus one. It doesn't mean that the total was not 100. It was 100. The word of God is still the ultimate standard. And all of us are striving to improve to improve, to get better. I don't see why when you build a home, you want to improve the home, make it better, improve the bathroom, improve the living room, change the carpet, buy new furniture. But when it comes to our standard of living, where the word of God is concerned, you say, as for me, this is all I can do. I can Sunday church. I can pray for 10 minutes. I'm not going to improve on that. Just to work will improve. When it comes to life, we'll improve. Even when it comes to how we look, we'll improve. We'll change our lipstick from brown to red. We'll change out this from that to that. We'll see that we are short, so we need two heel, uh, two inches heel. We'll see that, okay, I didn't even realize when you're iPad, when you're skinny, you wear a uh, stripe going down. When you're fat, you wear the other way around. When you're fat, you wear stripe going this way. <laughs> when you're skinny, you wear stripe going. You see, we have found a way to make us look, get to the standard we're looking for. But when it comes to the word of God, it's like we leave the stand alone and say, listen, every, and then we'll use various scriptures, you know, that listen, there is swift. Neither is it for the strong. Neither is it for men of understanding. But life and chance happens to us all. Stay in your lane. We can all stay in our lane, but the destination is the same. Then for every Christian, it's the same. Whether you are jogging, whether you are running, whether you have a car, whether you are on a chariot, we are still going to the same place. So our exam is the same. God's expectation is the same. 
And God will never give us a standard that he will not help us to meet. We must want it. We just read the Bible. It says that you must love it. You must love the word of God. It must become important to you. Let's put some respect on the word of God. Let's on the word of God. Do you understand? Let's treat the word of God better than we treat our bosses. Better than we treat human beings who can do nothing for us. Because they can also die. Have you seen some very pompous, arrogant person dead? You can't do anything. You go to the mochi, you tell the mochi man, pull, pull that one out. But we give them honor. We give them respect. We give people honor. Do you know, it's good to good, give our president or our prime minister or our queen or whatever, our teacher, honor. But if we can give men who today are here, and tomorrow evaporate like a vapor. We can give them honor. How much more the which was, which is, which shall forever be. Amen. The Bible in Hebrews describes Christ as the author and the finisher. The author, the writer of our lives. The one who has written your story. You see, your story, it was written before you were born. The date of your birth was when it was published. And then the one who has written their book. It's like we asked Romeo and Juliet and whatever. Like it or not, Shakespeare wrote it. Yeah, God wrote you. And if God wrote you and that word, that book he has written, is you won't value it. What becomes of you? The word is the standard. It's not going to change for anybody. Yeah. It is our quality control. We have something called BS. The whole world values BS. But we also have SS. We have GS. BS is British standard. It's valuable. The whole world, when they look at a product and they see BS25, oh, it must be good. Even if the price is extremely expensive. Then they also see NS, Nigeria standard. They'll see GS, Ghana standard. They'll see ZS, Zimbabwe standard. They'll see... Dosie AS Antigua standard. Dosie SS Sri Lanka standard. IS Indian standard. Dosie mm. especially when they see CS China standard. Mm. Yeah, you see that you can buy socket, and depending on the alphabet behind, you plug it. In. But there's also another standard. You plug it, even water mistaken will pour, and the thing will still be stable. I was when I was young, they always used to say, when you are going near the plug, put a plastic uh, slipper on. It was because of the quality. There was a high probability that. Then we have the author, or we have the standard J J S. And we don't value it. For some of us, right? when somebody asks our standards, instead of saying JS, then we'll be doing all kinds of things. We'll be using um, um, uh, Newton, Newton and all other philosophers. When we have our standard. The last one, as we close. The word is the ultimate power. The word. The word. The word, the, the word is the ultimate power. 
the word is. How many of us are going to improve our relationship with the word of God? The word. The word. The word. I'm praying that in this house we are going to get back there. People are not nervous when they are being asked to quote a scripture. They don't get all sweaty and dry hands and wet palms and um, and then it's like um, do you see even 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 the young ones in the uh, 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 CTU I expect that by the time they are 5, 6 when I say something like verily, verily tell me even if they don't know where the verse is that it is something Jesus said do you know because if I say verily, verily and you start saying Romans or Proverbs immediately I know something is wrong Nobody else in the Bible says verily, verily. Yeah, you must know the word. Some of us, we know all Rihanna's song. We all know all the songs of 2016. The chart for 10 weeks. What didn't make it on the chart? What song we like, but it looks like nobody else likes. You know, and even the songs, you see that everybody has copied the same song with the same beat. If you, if you, if you, 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 you close one ear and you won't be able to differentiate one song from the other. But give, let the song come within two, three weeks. We know all the words of the song. How many of us have ever sat down to even memorize the words of any song we sing? No, we just listen, listen, and then before we know it, we are singing it. Bad words, good words, whatever. We sing it, and then they, they have different dances, good and bad. What's the song called? I mean, look at this song, eh, which was made. You know, first time I heard it too, it was very loud playing. Kakai, kaka. Yeah. And, and now that uh, uh, music has become cosmopolitan, you go into London nightclub and they are playing an African song which they don't understand the words. The thing about it is that the word has, every word has power. Every word has power. That's why the Bible tells um, we should be careful because there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices and none of them is without significance. So every word coming has some significance. What we are saying is that the word of God is the ultimate. But that doesn't the fact that words have power. Words from strangers, from close ones, from whatever, from TV, from teacher, from whatever, from friend, it has power. It has some power. It has some power. People are not intending to do something bad. But words keep coming. The guy keeps, he won't stop. I love you. I will never stop loving you. Then you snub him and go. He'll come next day. Romans chapter 1. We are closer. Be careful who talks to you. Be careful who has your ear. Be careful what has your ear be careful it will either give you life it will give you that power or it will give you death Romans chapter 1 Romans chapter 1 you have to be praying Romans 1 the Bible says in verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ, for it is God's power. 
working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with personal trust and a confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, bringing out from faith and leading into faith. It is disclosed through the way of faith that arouses into more faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just shall live by faith. Amen. From faith to faith. It is saying that it is starting from faith. It is leading into more faith. That word that you and I should not be ashamed of it has power. Power to save us out of situations. Power to bring us out of situations. Power to take us, propel us further, deliver us, heal us, strengthen us. That word, that word, that good news has power. It has power. When we say that this plug has power, what are we saying? It energy flowing through it. If you put something on in there, it will turn it on. It will switch it on. If you, are, if you allow this word to be connected to you, it will switch you on. To, for something to have power, it means it has the ability to make it happen. It has the ability to make it happen. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? God is not a man that he should lie. Once he has said it, he will cause it to come to pass. He has the ability. The word has the ability to make it happen. The word has the ability and the capacity to do something. Every word has a capacity. One of the beauties about the word of God is that it is not only for information, but it also brings about training. It has the capacity to make it happen. Are you quarrelsome? It has the capacity to make you change. Are you somebody who is always worrying? It has the capacity to make you become a joyful person. Whatever it is, the capacity, it can make it happen. It can cause it to happen. It says that it has the ability to direct. And it also has the ability to produce. When it has power, that is why at your workplace... When the secretary comes and says that today you are closing at 5 instead of 5.30, nobody listens to her. When the director comes and says we are finishing work, we park and go. Why? Because he has the ability to make it happen. He has that. The word has that to make things change. It has that to make things It has that. That, the thing that which will appear, it hasn't yet appeared, but it can make it appear. The world didn't, wasn't there, but the word made it appear. When you look of Luke chapter 5, you will see, let, let's maybe turn to Luke chapter 5 as we close. Right from the top, Luke chapter 5 verse 4, you will see in it, it says, look to the deep, let down your nets for a catch. This is Jesus' words. And all the words, when he speaks them, they happen. 
He told the disciples, launch into the deep. Let down your nets. Luke 5.13, he says, he was asking the guy, what do you want me to do for you? The guy said this, 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 that, that. Verse 13, Jesus said, I will be clean. Verse 20, the man, Jesus said, man, your sins are forgiven you. Verse 24, Jesus was like, why are you people so overwhelmed when I've said his sins are forgiven? Watch me, watch me speak again. Sir, pick up your bed and go home. When you look at Matthew chapter 9 verse 22, the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus goes to her and touches him and, you know, turns. He said, daughter, be of good cheer. Be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. John eleven forty three. he got to the tomb. He had a discussion with the father. He said, you know, I don't even need to do all this, but these people, you know, the way they are, their faith is so small. They don't even believe in things, you know. So it's because of them. I mean, between the two of us, this one, it won't be a big matter, but these people, I need to shout. So the Bible says that Jesus cried out, Lazarus, come forth. That is the power in the word of God. Some of us need to be able to allow the word of God to scream into certain situations. Say, come forth and say rise up and say be clean and say you are healed and say you are delivered and say you have it and say you will prosper allow the word allow the word the word is not being used by the children of God even the children of the world know what the power in the word is and apply it even more than we do you see and the word the strength of the word but when Jesus tells the man, rise up, he has to give him time to stabilize himself. Somebody who has not worked, now he should go and carry something too. What he was saying is that the strength I'm giving you is not just for you to be able to stand, but it's even strong enough for you to, and for you to go all the way home. You know, some, sometimes even we say, oh, sit down for a while now that you have been able to. Say, rise up. Take your bed. And go. I pray from today. Allow the power that is in the word of God to become useful and relevant to us. We allow it to influence and we will begin to speak the word. You see, the, 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 the disciples had learned and seen Jesus doing it. Um, the disciples were walking and then Peter said, listen, silver and gold we don't have. But such as we have, we have words. The words of God, we have it. Rise up. They were there. They heard Jesus do rise up. It worked. So they too, they did rise up. If you do rise up, it will work. If you tell any situation in your life, rise up, it will rise up. Now let's all of us rise up onto our feet. And I want you to open your mouth and speak. I want you to open your mouth. 2017 is coming. Hope you've been blessed by the word. You can visit our website on www.calvaryinternationalchristiancenter.org or our Facebook page Calvary International Christian Center call us on 0044758111 5042 be blessed